Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. And here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. You know, if we, if Bobby keeps jumping in with us, we're going to have to change the intro to uh, add Bobby Pennsylvania to it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So we got to give you at least like an, a, another three or four visits, Bobby, and then we'll then we'll put you in. Oh, right. Are you I'm saying he's on like double it, probation or something? Not double, just oh, regular probation. Just a single, not so secret just, probation. Yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely not a. Do secret. I get a vote? So, Perhaps uh, no, not in this, not in this, <laughs> not when it, not when it comes to the intro music. Um, so, what's up, Devil Nation? Uh, you are listening to the Uncle Pucker. New Jersey Devil Podcast, uh, Chris with Bobby and Dan, as usual, and uh, welcome to the show, guys, and how's everybody doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you guys? Yeah, you know, no complaints, just, uh, you know, looking forward to the game tonight, and hopefully we'll have a little bit of a better outcome. I wonder if Bobby's got the same complaint as me. What's your complaint, Bob? That Montreal game? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that was really bad. Absolutely no reason for that whatsoever. Complete opposite of what I wanted. I wanted to blow out in the other direction, so... Should have been. It's not I mean, even it should... talk about. It's not even worth talking about. I mean, it, the the what happened to our defense? Like, and not just um, like every defender is just playing garbage hockey. I mean, yes, I, I I'm, I'm not talking about offensive guys. I'm not talking about Hamilton. He's having a career year as far as his point total and everything goes. I'm just talking about straight up defensemen playing good defense. Our blue line was supposed to be, you know, one of our strongest suits going into this season yeah and you know other than you know thank goodness we got john marino because he is the only saving grace I know. uh everybody else i just you know especially that game you know brennan smith played terrible and you know yeah. i just I, I felt they were just it was just a it was just i mean i guess we could probably just chalk that into just a shitty night shitty game i did read that a lot of the guys um were under the weather and you know feeling pretty crappy and some of the guys even had to get ivs on Tuesday after practice. So, you know, maybe there's just something, maybe that, and I'm not making excuses, but you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Could be, could be. Hopefully they bounce back. Cause I think we talked about this last week. They've shown an ability. Okay. If one game doesn't go their way, they don't let it turn into a, a, a losing streak. So yeah. tonight is going to be uh, important to, you know, nip that in the bud, come back strong and we'll see how they do against the Kings. And at least, we know that we're going to have Vanacek in that for the foreseeable future. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. that's good because once again, Blackwood got hurt because yep. that's what he does at practice for the second time this year. <laughs> you know, what is he doing that he like, is he just, I don't get it. Like, how are you getting hurt at practice? You I know, don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, my body's falling apart every day, but it didn't happen to me when I was his age. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you're not 26. No, no. At 48 almost it's, it's, it's starting to fall apart. But 26, I don't understand he's constantly getting injured, especially, like you said, practice and all these right. weird things. It's not like just one thing. The knee this year, you saw that one. Okay, that was like one motion. But I don't even understand the heel thing, I don't, especially in a hockey skate. I don't even understand it. That I never made sense to me, so I don't know. Take it for the blessing that it is for now. Let's just ride back and check. <laughs> Good point. Do we have a timetable on his return? Uh, hopefully or never. No. Oh. Hey, maybe maybe Schmidt will get a, a start or two. You know, if he's out for long term, that would be nice to see. Yeah, that'd be just what so, we need. I'd rather have him in the backup spot. He moves in. I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I am too. And, and you know, a lot of times when you get these kind of second backups in there, you feel like the team kind of realizes that too and plays a little better around him. So I'm never nervous when he goes in. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of the year when he was our backup, you know, steadily, he played very, very well. I mean, you have no no room to complain as far as his play. Um. So, you know, they're, they're, we're getting, a, what are we, nine days away till the trade deadline? Yeah, TikTok. So nine days away that the, uh, the Devils are going in for, I mean, literally and figuratively, the biggest shark uh, out there in the, in the trading uh, block. But He's been working on that it, all day. No, actually, it just came to me. Uh, I did have a whole fishing thing going, but we're going to wait until the trade's made, and I'll, I'll, we'll jump into that one. Right. But um you know, they, they, so th- there seems to be something that I read. There's one, seems to be one main sticking point of why Timo Meyer and that deal is not getting done. Hmm. And that's that San Jose wants Dawson Mercer. Oh, that's exactly and, what I heard. Yep. So, tough call. 
yeah, that's where, you know, go. What do you guys think? I mean, it it's Dawson Mercer. I, I wanted to bring this to your attention if you hadn't seen it. I saw it from a YouTube guy, so I don't, you know, I know how credible it is, but it's worth discussing. If it's Mercer in the trade, and then obviously there's a Holtz level and some picks or whatever, does that change it? Because I think it does for me. I, I'm not 100% sure because if we wind up getting them and we do really well, I'm certainly going to get over it. But I, I don't know at that point I'm willing to give up both. And I know you guys may have given up on my Holtzy a little more than I have. Oh, but yeah, I have. In, in, the, in the event <laughs> that he does go in this trade and you do get a Meyer on the left side of Hughes, this is, again, where I say give Holtz a chance to have nothing else but that awesome shot on the right-hand side. The three of them essentially protect each other by the way they play. You got grit, you got flash, and you got a lethal shot. So if you're looking a year down the road, now I still really want to keep Holtz. So if you're going to put that deal together and put Holtz and Mercer in there, forget about the pick. I don't give a crap about the pick. Then I don't want to do it. If you're talking Sharon Govich and Holtz, I can do it because now we got Mercer that we can throw in there. That's how much I like Mercer. And there's always still the option. If we really, really wanted to talk about depth down the middle, we could put him back at center, his natural position, down the third yeah. line. Now you're getting really deep. Yeah, we're getting in the weeds now. Dan. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Look, most of what I know about Meyer is what I've read and his stats, and they're great. And I think he is an excellent fit for this team. But I also have seen Mercer and how he has developed with us every game. So I feel like I got more of a sense of his play and how good he is for this team. I am, like, loath to do this to give up Mercer. I really am. Like, I – I, I think you might have to in the end when you start adding up just the numbers, the score sheet. Uh, but what I don't really know about Meyer because not seen him play enough is like character stuff, like all that little extra stuff that that uh, Mercer's bringing to the team, you know? Uh, that I'm worried about, like losing that, and especially because he is like, a, you know, a pick that has become a future player and his, his ceiling looks really high, you know? Uh, I think he's having yeah, a better I mean, year than some of the other guys we wanted to get rid of for Meyer. So that's, it's tougher. You know, we, and, and like we talked about on this show a lot, the, the ceiling with the Mercer ceiling is, is, you know, who knows how good this guy can get. And, uh, you know, I remember, I think it was one of the shows that we were talking and I had said, you know, other than, and I named off like, you know, he sure brat. I don't even know if I had brat in the, in this, but I was like, he sure, um, Hughes, Palat, Hamilton, Vanacek, everybody else is pretty much fair game. Right. You know, those are the guys that you, you're never going to touch. And Dawson Mercer was one of those guys, like, even when I was saying that, it's like, he's not quite at that level, but right. he's not down where you just are okay with getting rid of him. He, I, his upside just seems so big. It would really, I think Meyer is such a good fit for this team. And and with Hughes, that uh, that I think no matter what, you kind of have to make that trade. But I tell you, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm losing sleep over this one because if it really is, it's got to be Mercer in this package. It's not such an easy thing to do. He's no. just too good, and and you know that he is, you know, like the Holtz thing. Like I I get what you're saying, and I would love to see Holtz play with. Meyer and, and Hughes. And I think that can be something fun to watch. And, but the problem with Holtz right now is for whatever reason, he's not developing. And you are now at a point with this team that we don't have time to develop, which is why they sent him down to AHL. And I think a guy like Alex Holtz would benefit so much by going to San Jose. Uh, you know, I mean, as much as, yeah, he does have some upside and it, I just don't know if it would be reached playing here at this moment now um well, i could be wrong do better there because he's going to get more frontline minutes yeah he's gonna and, and they have a young team which they're developing so he's going to learn you know the right way to play in the nhl in their style he's not getting thrown onto a team that is at this point like you know this team's good it's I, going into the playoffs it's it. ready to go it. but if you got two guys that there's only a few uh, opposition on the other side, and they all want to cover both Meyer and Hughes all the time. If you have that going on, and again, you have that shot, and just teach them how to use it at this level. He scored 
50 points in 50 games for the AHL last year. I know the AHL is not the NHL, but he's not a lost cause. So I'm I'm going to die oh, on no. this hill for Holtz to keep him around for at least a little while longer. Hey, look, they they believe in him. I mean, he's been on the block for the last three years, and they've never moved him. I mean, and they keep on giving him chances. Um, I hope he works out. I mean, he was the seventh overall pick. There's value there, you know. Let's. I hope he does play uh, pan out. But you know, I would be okay with you know, like you said, anybody, any other than those guys I mentioned, and then Mercer. Mercer's the one that's just like man. Why'd you have to throw him in there? Yeah, like, no, you know, I almost w- wouldn't mind, you know, like Brat going instead of him just because of the contract thing. Nobody wants to lose Brat. I mean, he's just yeah, here, Here's the reality of the situation. But, if you do a trade that involves, you know, Mercer, you could potentially, by the end of the year, Mercer's gone, obviously, because you traded him. You don't give a contract to Brat. You're losing those two for the one. We're looking at this well, assuming, hey, we're going to get – you know, Meyer, he's going to stay. And then we're going to have one of either, you know, Brat or Mercer. And that's not necessarily true. All right. Well, let's say that Brat says to the Devils organization and to San Jose, I will work on an extension and I will do, I will sign with you guys long-term. I'm not going to get into numbers or anything like that, but we don't have to worry about his contract just for this, you know, hypothetical. And it comes down to, okay, we have Brat locked up. We have Mercer locked up. San Jose wants one of them. Oh, okay. That's tougher. Um, you know, because I think without, with the contract situation as as it is, I, I'd almost rather just let go of Brat because you're killing two birds with one stone, avoiding the contract problems. But, yeah, you're saying take that off the table. Contract issues the same. Boy, that is a tough one because, you know, Mercer's the rising star. He's on the ascension. He's on the way up. We don't know where the ceiling is. With Brat, we've seen something troubling, which is the inconsistency, the streaky, I'm going away for a while, and I might not contribute for a while. And then he'll come back with like the most amazing you know, plays, and he's right back in it. And we don't know how that's going to work in a playoff game, but I know going into the playoffs, who I expect to get a better, more consistent performance from is probably Mercer. Mercer. And you know, he doesn't have quite the talent that Brat does. But, um, you know, he's talented enough and he's hardworking enough to be the better player, I think. So kind of crazy, but I, I guess I keep Mercer. I know that sounds a little insane. Bobby? All things considered, I, I think I agree with that. And I'll even take it a step further and kind of look at the cap implications down the road because let's be realistic. That is part of the business here. And you want to win for a sure. long time. You don't just want to win this year and, and throw it away. So um, Mercer's a little more under control, a little cheaper. So that makes it easier to swallow. And again, come playoff time, Dan nailed it. He's got... He's got that it factor, I think. He could be that yeah. it factor in the playoffs. He's got the grit. He's constantly, you know, drives real hard. I don't know. I'm just a big fan of him. Mercer's hockey IQ is is through the roof. I mean, he is, you know, he's going to be a star in this league. He's going to be a, a, an ama- a very, very good player in in the next couple of years for a long time. I, I, I don't even – I wouldn't even – Vlad and I, if it came down to Tom Fitzgerald, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald and San Jose calls me and says, you know, in this package, we'll give you the choice. It's Brat or it's Mercer. I call Brat, tell him pack his bags. I have no problem with that. I love Brat. I'd love to keep him on this team. Uh, but it, I'm also of the mindset of, I don't know how much he really wants to play here. Right. You know, I mean, it, it seems like he is not in love with playing here for whatever reason. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just all about money and, you know, they're, they're way off base as far as, you know, too, too far apart right now. Maybe it's just down to, Hey, look, we're in the middle of a winning season. We're about to go into the playoffs. I don't want to talk my contract. I want to, you know, we'll do it after the season. Maybe that's the case. We don't know. We're not there, but if it came down to one of those guys, I, and it, again, that would be a tough loss losing Brat. But if you can keep Mercer and get Meyer, I'd be happy with that. But you know, there's still a chance that we're no that we're not going to get Meyer. You know, I mean, right. Carolina's in play. I did read this, and I, this is kind of confusing to me. St. Louis, really? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. They don't really want to rebuild, from what I heard. They just wanted to kind of reset. I guess is the new term, it's right? Like the competitive kinda, rebuild, yeah, kind of thing. Usually sets you up for mediocrity for a long time. So, yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. You know, they, they when you move. Like Tarasenko, and then who else did they move? They O'Reilly. moved another. Who was it? O'Reilly? O'Reilly. I thought did he move from from St. Louis or was he in 
Minnesota and part of that deal. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I know, or I know Minnesota had something to do with that three way deal. So I don't, I didn't know who Ryan O'Reilly was. From, yeah. I thought he came from. Uh, yeah. You're probably right. So, I mean, they did, you know, you dump these two big contracts and then you're going to go after Timo Myers, just kind of a little, like every, every person that I, you know, read, you know, Mike Rupp, uh, you do, we talked about Brian Boucher, um, you know, the other night, all these guys are like, Myers got to go to the devils. Like there's no better fit, you know, for, for both of them. I just, I just hope that it, it doesn't cost us Mercer. I, I mean, I'd be a little upset, especially in a couple of years when Mercer's lighting it up and, you right. know, but it, it, that would be kind of a hard pill to swallow, but you know, I think Meyer is such a good player. Uh, and he's, I think very underrated as far as like, you know, where he plays he does not get you know he's not a superstar he's not but he can be mm-hmm. and he has every tool uh, and he's doing it now like mercer's not giving you 36 goals this year meyer is um you know i just think meyer the, the fit of him is just too good I, I think i would definitely maybe shed a tear if we lost mercer but i would be okay so if it's mercer or nothing you're eventually okay with it knowing that it one and one Equals three in this game. It literally gets us better. We're better team. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're a week away. This is I mean, why I'm not a GM. Just... I just didn't feel like it. You know, too much emotion. Yeah, that's so we got to keep that out of the GM business. That's the problem. And a lot of teams don't. You know, you see, like even you know, and this organization. And Dan, you had said this the last time. Like you feel like they kind of hang on to guys a little bit too long. Yeah. You know, or you know, throughout the course of their history you know when you do have that oh this guy's been here and he contributes and i know he gets paid too much and i know he's not giving the production that he yeah. used to but his family's here and you know in this night you can't think like that i know they sometimes i think too they they put such a good big gamble on them they, they talk them up so long that they're almost like to use a gambling term uh pot stuck where they're like they're just not now i gotta he has to pay off right because i've been waiting for it so long been you know making all my moves around this and they give them longer than they should because I yeah. think they've bought into it so much that happens with everyone. And, and I think this organization, you know, I'll look at Severson as the first, uh, you know, example of that. That's a pretty big contract for what he had produced to that point. And you know, what year did it actually pay off? I don't know. I mean, looked good on a <laughs> bad team for a while, but that was the key right you there. Know, and, and, doesn't look like part of we're building you know it looks like part of we got to get rid of that you know i agree with that so bobby anything you want to jump in before we jump over to the next subject anything else about meyer not necessarily about meyer but considering the whole tone of what we've been talking about starting off with the defense and how bad the montreal game is i want to ask you guys your opinion on something basically for the whole year if you look at the power rankings from whatever source Right. In general, we've been somewhere from like number three to number five in the NHL. Right. What is your honest opinion on saying we're maybe a top three team in the league? As in, what is your comfort level that if the playoffs started, we are more than a legitimate contender? We're one of the top contenders. Just curious what you guys truly think about that, getting the fan part out of you. Right. Because the entire league seems to think we're somewhere between three and five. It's Boston, Carolina, us, or... Boston, Carolina Rangers, us. We're always right there all year. Yeah, Dan, you want to go first? So you're, you're you're confining it really to our conference for now. No, this you, is in, this is in the league. It's in the whole league. In the whole league. Okay. Yeah, I mean, mm. that is tough. That is tough. Um, we don't see enough of the West really to feel confident. But you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna contain it to the East, I don't know on paper, record, or head to heads. That is a world in which we're better than Boston. You know, you got to take all that. I think it's just obvious. We're not number one. Uh, Carolina, they're amazing. Their record is great. They're doing well. It's hard to say that they're not ahead of us. I feel like we're neck and neck with the Rangers. I think the Rangers, in the end, could prove on top. I think we could prove on top. I think the the point totals going back and forth are right there. Um, If you want to use that metric, if you want to look up and down the lineup, the depth, I, you know, the Rangers definitely improved. They got better. Um, maybe they have a slight edge there. We'll see after the trade deadline. Maybe we do. So uh, you're getting actually yeah. a little more granular than I thought. My my question was, for us to be right. viewed as a top three team in the entire league, 
Yeah. How, how's your honest feeling going into this thing saying we can win the Stanley Cup? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. With right. our defense yeah. and playoff type of, you know, games, do you really think we're a top three? Well, that's what it, we're middle yeah. road. I'm thinking, I'm sorry. I was thinking more like power rankings, which is kind of like isolated from what really matters in the playoffs sometimes, which is experience. And this is going to put us down below five, in my opinion. So we're going to play that underdog role. We're going to get experience one way or the other. We're going to get it by winning or we're going to get it by losing. And I think it's unrealistic to think that, you know, we're going to match up on the experience level as good as a, a host, host of teams that I think maybe on player for player, we're better than right now, right? I, I think experience-wise, Tampa's got us beat. You know, there's no doubt about that. They know how to win. Uh, a bunch of other teams have us beat. So, like, if you're factoring that in, with the state of the team today, I probably put us outside of five. I don't know exactly where, but I, you know, it's we're an underdog. You don't, you, you can't say otherwise. I know the Devils are getting ranked high because of how good they did, but have they translated that to a playoff win yet? One win, not even. So this is this is something that you have to factor in if you're like handic- handicapping this for Vegas. You know, you would say this matters. This is part of my, my equation as, as, as how experienced this team is. You don't just come out of nowhere and win it all. It, this never happens that way, except for Vegas, almost, you know, St. Louis, St. Louis, 2017. Yeah, yeah. That's a good example. But, but it's so rare. It's so rare. No, it is rare. And you know, it, I, it's really hard to gauge this team at all because they haven't played a playoff game. Right. You know, we don't we don't have a clue what this team's going to look like. Um, you know, not only the team itself, as far as the makeup of the players of the team, we don't know. And we don't know how they're going to react and play in the playoffs. And I mean, do I think they have a shot of winning the Stanley Cup right now? I would say they're probably they have like, in my opinion, I would say, you know, 50 50 shot. You know, they could, they probably 50% of the time, you know, they, they could at least advance to the conference finals. They are that good. Um, or the, the, the cup finals. Does that but mean like, like you're look, saying they're better than half the playoff teams? Probably? Well, I'm saying like, we're not better. I would say that we're probably out of the eight teams. I put us at, in the East, the eight teams that are probably going to make it in the East. Uh, I would say we are probably the fourth best team. So, yeah. We're right. I think Boston's better than us. I think Carolina's better than us. I think the Maple Leafs, with the trades that they made, are better than us. And I think the Rangers are better than us. Those are the four teams. And then I think that we're better than Tampa. Uh, Right now, Tampa's just, they're up there in age. Yes, they have the experience, but they've played a lot of hockey over the last three years. And, uh, you know, they're they're a very good team, but I think the Devils can win, uh, beat them. I think the, I tell you, a team that is sneaking in, into a wild card spot that kind of makes me a little nervous are the Islanders right now. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, there's a good chance that all three of them are going to be, you know, Devils, Islanders and Rangers are going to be in the playoffs, which is, I don't think that's happened since like early two thousands. So that's pretty cool. But I would think that, you know, the rest of the league, I don't know, but I would say as far as the Eastern conference, I put us right in the middle. And what about you, Bob? Well, actually, Technically, you didn't put them in the middle. You put them basically better than one of the Southern Conference teams and in the wild card. <laughs> you had... Right. <laughs> uh, right I, I, just, I was just looking at it from a high level saying, gosh, you know, the whole... All these rankings constantly putting us that high up. I just didn't... I'm just not that comfortable going into the playoffs for the, to yeah. say they are a top three team. Like, I agree with you. Any given series, I think we can go run with anybody. You know, Boston obviously may be better than us. Doesn't mean we can't beat them. Like, we can run with them. I just optically, you know, to, to sit here, and maybe I'm just jaded and to say we're, like, the third or fifth best team in the league. Um, but but here, let me ask you guys a question. Now, I think that would it really shock you if they had a run like the Rangers did last year and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, would you be not. literally shocked? No, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd nope. be like, this team is playing good hockey all year and they ran into the playoffs and they kept on doing it. You wouldn't be shocked. But if they lost in six or seven in the first round to the Rangers, would you be shocked? No. No, I wouldn't be. You no, know, it's so it's like... Total question mark here for them. Yeah, it, we, there's no... I mean, I, I, I think this team has the potential to have a good playoff run. I think there are certain guys on this team that are just itching 
to get into the postseason. Uh, I think Hughes is one of them. I think Mercer is one of them. I think Vanacek is one of them. These guys want to prove to the rest of the league that, you know, they are that good. Um, and and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But, I mean, you look at other every team other than the Devils in the Eastern Conference that are going to make the playoffs either have been there – you know, for the last five or six years, or maybe they might have missed last year, but like the Islanders, they weren't in last year, but they were in every year before that. So this is a playoff ready team. Uh, we're the only ones. So yeah, I mean, the biggest question mark and, and every other team should be looking at that too. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from this team. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's so hard to plan against them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can, and see, that's it, what, I can see it folding out more like a, a Colorado scenario where they, they were getting really good, really quick. Then they had to learn to lose first, and then the next year, boom, just tore through the league, won the Stanley Cup. And that's usually that's what happens, happens isn't yeah. it? I mean, really, that's usually what happens. You know, you get in there, you know, in any sport, and you you make a run, you get to, you know, a conference championship game or a series or whatever, and maybe you lose in heartbreaking fashion. Look at us, 1994, yep. a young team. We go in, you know, Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals. We lose in overtime to the Rangers. The next year, we won the Stanley Cup. We were, you know, exactly – I. that's what – and, and actually, I mean, it, I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I really don't. You know, if you, I just don't see it happening. But if they have a good run, you know, yeah, I can maybe see him do it next year. You know, if they go out and they get Timo Meyer this year and now he has a full year to play with these guys next year, you know, you're, they're only these younger guys are only going to get better. Uh, you know, you're going to have Luke Hughes. You're going to have Seaman Nemec. Next year's team, to me, is extremely appealing, um, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's the fun part, though, right? Like, going into the yep. postseason? Oh, yeah, it's going to be so like, fun watching the playoffs this year because, you know, like, you, we will totally change our opinions of where this team can go based on how they play that first series. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if they squeak by, it's a great learning experience, but we're definitely curbing our enthusiasm. Like, there's no way after a seven-game series, you know, if it was an experienced playoff team, you'd be like, okay, shaky start, but we got this. Now, with this team, we're like, okay, we're seeing them gaining experience. This is all just, you know, for next year. You yeah. Know, the good thing they won that series, we're not looking for them to win. But if they go through the next team like, you know, a knife, hot knife through butter uh, the first round uh, and just sweep and destroy a team, uh, a team that, you know, maybe is not so bad, which who's going to be bad getting into the playoffs? You know, nobody. Um, then you're going to be like, whoa, what, what can this team do? Who's going to actually take this team out, you know? So it's going to be so exciting to see how this plays out. Yeah. I mean, you look at the streak, right? I mean, 13-game winning streak, that that gets you to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, you know, but you look at you look at that. that They were playing at such a level, and we talked about it many times. Who the hell is going to beat these guys? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and if they can get back to even a, some semblance of that, uh, yeah, they can be very dominant in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I don't pretend to understand all those advanced stats that they bring up, but whenever Salvador brings up some of those, especially during that winning streak, and you truly understand the dominance they were doing, the I was kind of blown away, to be honest with you. I'm like, they're really yeah. that good. And then you start hearing all the announcers saying, like, literally, they can't keep this up, right? Because that would be impossible. Um, right. And they didn't. Um, no. But they can play most of that. You know, going into the playoffs, yeah, they have the capability to beat anybody. You know me, I'm going to be king optimistic once it comes rolling around. Give me ball, I don't care. And I'm going to be king negative because, you know, it just, uh, it's how I'm built. You know, I'm constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. But, you know, yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm a Viking fan. There's nothing else to say, you know. And look, I I mean, I, the, to me right now, the thing that gets me like the most excited is like, there's no, you know, worrying about whether or not we're going to the playoffs. Like we're there, we're yep. going. Yep. And that's, you know, that's awesome. We haven't been there in what, five years and haven't won more than one game in 10, you know? So, yeah. you we know, all this knew is... we weren't going anywhere on that last run. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we knew yeah. that. I thought we'd win trade deadline. Tra- you know, that trade deadline anxiety was like, you know, uh, who can we get rid of fast enough? You know, like we just, you know, hoping to, pick up some more prospects. We just total sellers, you know, well, in 2017, uh, you know, we made the, the, well, I think, I mean, back to what you were saying, Dan, like I think Tom Fitzgerald's done an amazing job amazing. as general manager so far. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, the, the Ray Shero, you know, I don't know. I mean, the guy drafted Sidney Crosby and I mean, that was his big 
claim to fame. But then again, I mean, a chimpanzee would have drafted Sidney Crosby number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, uh, but I think Fitzgerald just has done a great job at identifying talent and getting the most out of that young talent um, that he's brought up and, and the moves that he's made, they've all been smart, good moves. We've never given up, you know, there's no, hasn't been a trade he's done where you're like, I can't believe we gave up X and X for this dude, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Everything seems to work out. Either we seem to have benefited a lot from the trades. Like if you talk about the, you know, uh, with Pittsburgh, uh, when we gave Ty Smith over for Marino, like that wasn't, you know, come on, are you kidding me? Like that we completely made out move. like bandits beautiful there. Move, yeah. And then, you know, the other moves, you know, that even if as long as it worked, we've never, and my, my point is, I don't think we've ever come out of a trade with him as the loser. You know, yeah. it's either helped both teams or it's clearly helped the devils. Yep. So I like what he's doing. And, um, you know, I, and I said it when we started this show back when the season started, or at least it was sometime during that 13 game winning season that I believe a hundred percent in the next three or four years, this team is winning a Stanley cup. Yeah. I mean, there it's built so well for that. They've been building to that. And I think now the thing is gain experience, refine the team, you know, build the roster uh, as best you can. And, you know, they might even be able to make such a huge dent in the playoffs this year. Uh, especially if they if they pull off the trade deadline uh, moves they need to, that uh, it might be ahead of schedule even more than we you know we've seen so far, which is incredible. That's true. So, I sent you guys a text the other day. Yeah. To come up with any sporting event in the history of sports, I don't give a shit if it's the first ever Olympics in Athens, right? Pick it that any sporting event that you would have loved to have been at. I thought you said and in the last fifty years. I, didn't know I, I said could... it does. No, you can go back even further. All right, you, you said it go could back be whenever. Okay. Yeah, it could be whenever. You don't. Have, it doesn't really have to be in your problem, in so. your lifetime. You could pick any sporting event of any time. Okay, now, gotcha. Gotcha. I'll go first. And I thought about this a lot, and mine is. And I went back and forth. I was thinking, you know, 95 Cup, you know, the game four. I was going back. Well, and it comes mine now I, I, and nailed in. <laughs> I guess that's yours. Maybe. February 22nd, 1980, Miracle on Ice. That's the sporting event I wish I was at. I don't think there was ever a sporting event that I can think of in this country that just, like, I mean, galvanized mm-hmm. an entire nation Every single person was watching it. One of the most amazing, biggest upsets in sport history. That's the game. And is that, I wish that was, I was uh, there. at home, right? Lake Placid, right? Yeah, that was Lake Placid. So that's yes. that matters too. You know, like if I was going to watch that in Beijing, I don't know if I give a fuck. But um, good point. You know, but like, yeah, no, it was in it was in awesome. New York. It's got to be amazing. You know. Yeah, that's mine. That's a good one. That that, that garnered consideration for me. Ultimately, it didn't really make it because I tried to put myself in the presence of mind to say, where am I as a fan? And quite frankly, the, my first even hockey experience of enjoying it was the 94 run, specifically Devils Rangers. I watched it with you that summer. Like I didn't ever watch hockey before that. Right. I kind of got thrust right into hockey at the perfect time uh, as our team took off. Yeah. I just, for that reason, I couldn't, I understand the implications now and how cool that would be, but I'm just looking at it slightly different. So when we get to me, I'll, well, we're at you, so go. No, no, I'm <laughs> Oh, Bobby's going last. Dan, you're up. Well, you know, I, I did, you know, think about this, and I'm like, yeah, what as far as what matters to me personally, I guess it was, uh, you know, it's always going to be hockey for me too. And, you know, there's been a couple of great moments throughout hockey. The Miracle on Ice is a fantastic one for the pure sport of it all. But, you know, like the Devils have given me so much. That's always been my thing. And when they when they won in '95, you know, to be at Game Four on that sweep, that building looked amazing. That it was building, shaking. Yeah. And I mean, it was so justified, and it was so just for us. That the, the hate from the national media that year was amazing. We we felt that we we saw it all the you know way that we were just like you know overlooked, and to win that vindication right there and see that moment. The heroes on that team raising that cup. We had two other cup wins. They were beautiful. They were wonderful, magical. What great. Nothing tops that. Nothing tops that 95 win, that first one. You never forget your first there. 
And, uh, you know, there were better teams that won, better Devils teams that won. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I think that's the one I would say I, I'd want to be there just for the whole moment of it all with everybody, you know. I think that and, was and cool. The best thing about that that series, too, was, you know, we go and I think we played Boston in round one. Uh, we played, I think, Pittsburgh in round two. We played the Flyers in a grueling seven games, I think we went with the Flyers. Yep. and Or six, six games. Grueling, though. I mean, punishing. And then to get into where, you know, Detroit was the – Oh, what a favorite they were. Do you you know, they were they were the, the president's oh. trophy winners. They were yeah. you know, they had all, you know, Steve Eiserman and I think like uh, you know, um uh fucking who the hell was on that team? Um Fatisoff, right? Um who was the Burre, yeah. all those dudes. Uh Chris was it Mike Vernon was goalie. Um and to go and not and they were so overwhelmingly favorites and we swept them. Like that's the best thing about that series. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, we just kicked the shit out of them. And, and I think it would have been exciting too. Afterwards, too, they had the back to back with ninety seven, ninety eight. Take a year off, won another one. Take a year off, won another one. So they were, you know, perennially winning for a while after that. So for us to well, stop them before that even started was pretty fun. In ninety six, we missed yeah. the playoffs. We went oh, yeah. from winning the Stanley Cup to mixing, missing the playoffs. And there were a couple of rough years there. And like you said, 97, 90. But then like, it would start, when it started turning back around and then, you know, the 2000s, you know, should have been three and four years. But, you know, we'll take the two and four years. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I can't argue with that one, Dan. That's just that's a I would love to have been there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And my number two was the Thrilla in Manila. Which, you know, you would have fit in there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. And uh, Bobby, you're up. All right, so it's no secret that I grew up huge baseball fan. Baseball's in my blood. Baseball's my life. When I discovered hockey, I quickly realized this is my favorite sport. But baseball hockey's like, your favorite sport? Yeah. But baseball's oh, I still like, thought I still yeah, thought I mean, it was baseball. So between the two of them, you know, I'm a, I'm kind of a passerby football fan, right? I, I got my Mets, I got my Devils. They run the whole year, right? If you look at their seasons, I don't need anything. Yeah. So I had to really start thinking between the two. You're going with the game, the seventh game against the the Mets versus the Devils. Oh, that was a good and one. And that's what you're going with, right? We all the wanted Mets to be there. The so, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, interrupt. Well, ultimately, I had so many Devils ones that I could have picked. But I had to go with the Mets for a particular okay. reason. Number one, they're my Minnesota Vikings. They just lose. It's, no, but they've won championships. Won when I was twelve years old with the yeah. Devils. I got so spoiled with all their championships. Um, not that you know watching on TV is the same, but the reality is, aside from maybe '95, I could have gone to finals games. I let the finals games price me out of it. You know what I mean? I didn't. Right. Like, sure, I could have spent a thousand dollars to go to the seventh game, two thousand three. I just didn't want to, but the ability was there, and I also believe that. Long term, the Devils are probably set up to win quite a lot. As a 12 year old boy, there's no way I was going to the 1986 series. Yeah. So then the question really became for me everybody wants to see the championship game, right? That's the ultimate. Like, you want to be there when you win it all. That's game seven. No, you want to be at game six. six. You want to be at Buckner game. Thinking about <laughs> the fact that. It was two outs and two strikes on everybody in that yep. bottom of the ninth. And they just hit, hit, hit two strikes, hit two strikes, hit. The chances of that happening in any baseball game are so minimal. And the way it happened and the way that stadium erupted, not only would I go back to the 1986 Mets, I would take game six over. It's just so freaking iconic. It's as iconic as the 1980, you know, Olympics. It's just, no, it is. It's it one is. of those massive games. Um, I would it, literally take that even over the championship game. Yeah, you definitely you know can't argue with any of the ones that you know you guys had. I absolutely, I like all of them. Um, but to me, miracle on ice. So, I do have something I want to get into um, and talk about with you guys. But first, do you guys have anything you want to discuss? I do. I do. I would like you to know that I saw an article today on the uh, top five podcasts in New Jersey. And I am sorry to announce that we Wait, did not we're not one? It. We're not number one? However. Wait, um, if, were we number two at least? No, we weren't in the top five. We're Wait, number what? six, Dan. No. 
I can't do this. Where do you get if, this crazy information? I know. But if you are into winning, right, which I think you are, right. there's yeah. a good chance that they may do an article on the five least listened to podcasts, in which case you have a really good chance of making this list. So I wanted it's to give you that. It's hard to believe. Topic. It really is hard to believe this show, which is not really promoted at all, has no <laughs> listeners and did not make that list. You know, we don't even send a freaking tweet. Like, we do nothing. Yeah, like, I got to get on even... Evie about that. Evie's been really bad as our executive producer. Yeah, I th- we have to start doing something. But that's an off-camera subject. So, yeah. um, but, all right, Bobby, you let us know when the least listened to New Jersey podcast come out. And let us know when Uncle Puckers are How on How do we there. nominate can... ourselves for that? Can we, we even do that? Now and we can win. <laughs> What was that? I could put the list together right now and we can win. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you do that. You get that ready for the next show. All right. All right. So I think we all know how the Devils got their name, right? Yeah. Um, bunch so of Blue in, Devil fans? What was that? Bunch of Blue Devil fans, right? Yes, bunch of Blue Devil mm. fans. When uh, Doc McMullen brought the team over from Colorado in 1980, um, the team had no name, and we know that. And he opened, he started, uh, wanted the fans of New Jersey, wanted the people of New Jersey to pick the name. So he did a, you know, name the team contest, and uh, about 10,000 entries came in, and the Devils won. Um, now, I wanted to go over a couple of the names that weren't picked and ask you guys what you think. So, the popular ones that had um, enough votes that were for consideration were the New Jersey Patriots, the New Jersey Americans, Garbage. the New Jersey Jaguars, what? <laughs> the New Jersey Blades, Dumb. the New Jersey Meadowlanders, <laughs> yeah. the, New, the New Jersey Lightning. The New Jersey Meadowlarks. Well, I was going to Jersey... say when you said Meadowlanders, why don't we just be the Meadowlarks? We, <laughs> we, we, they was, were in there. I meant that as a joke. Like somebody no. seriously considered. I'd like the to be New a Jersey, the New Jersey Coastals, <laughs> the New Jersey Colonials, the New Jersey Generals, and the New Jersey Gulls. Jesus, wow, those are all close. the ones that were in consideration. Are there any on there? That you, I know, probably not prefer, but that you would have at least been okay with. Okay, there are some teams who have some of those names. Now, they yeah, definitely don't fit us. You know, you got what Americans, Gulls, believe it or not, San Diego Lightning. has a minor yeah, league team. Yeah. Known for uh, Lightning. Was that Bob? Are we lo- are we known for our Lightning? That that was an option. Just oh, New the Jersey Lightning in New Jersey is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. How about our Jaguars? Jaguars, yeah. We have uh, tons of them and the Patriots, you know, but which one do you think was Doc McMullen's favorite? Generals. That's your pick? Or Meadowlanders. <laughs> Meadowlarks. So if Doc... He's a birder. If, if John McMullen want, had his way and didn't do this contest, there is a very good chance that this team would be the New Jersey Meadowlanders. Oh, wow. Now, which then leads me to a next question. If we were the New Jersey Meadowlanders, chances are we're probably not fans, but chances are we're not still here. Right. Well, well that's, uh, but if we're the Meadowlanders, does it get shortened to anything? You know, the Metropolitans, the Knickerbockers. I was thinking, like, what would they, it can't just be the, the Meadowlanders. Like, what would swamp, you shorten that to? Swamp people? What? Swamp people? Swamp. Well, that's that a better a problem, one, right? Like, here's the thing the Meadowlands uh, is yeah, not in a meadow. There's no meadow in the Meadowlands. That's, that's not true. a meadow. I don't know if we, anybody knows what a meadow is. A meadow is not that. That's <laughs> that's swampland. Swamp. That's wetlands. If you want to be nice, yeah. And you don't swamplanders. Want to say swamp. swamplanders. <laughs> the swamp people. New Jersey I can swamp just, people. I can see the logo now. <laughs> open of space. the swamp. The oh, just it, just it's blank. Yeah, it's, it's just empty. It's just a meadow. It's a nice little patch of grass. Open meadow. Yeah, where the the, the New Jersey Meadowlanders would have been the name if if. John McMullen would have had his way. So it's a good thing that, you know, we had that devil lore because there's no way we're the devils without that lore, you know, without the, the, the story. 
you know, to go along with it. But yeah, yeah so the, the you know what's awesome about that is exactly what came of it. Like it is the perfect name for New Jersey's only professional team. It's one of the best logos in sports. It's the Except when the fat guy in the sense. commercials is tattooing it. It's great. What's that? Yeah, when, when the fat guy in the commercials is tattooing the logo, it is not the best logo. <laughs> that guy is one of the most horrible tattoo artists I've ever seen. But that's another subject. Go ahead. I'm done. That was it. I'm just oh, saying. okay. Well, that is the best I logo in sports. I, in it is the best logo in sports. I mean, is there a better one? What's What's even close to being as cool as the Devils logo? I mean... Well, according to I, I, some I, things that I've read before, just writing the word Ranger across your chest beats <laughs> I'm not really yeah, sure. Well, I mean, seriously. You see the, Island, the Islanders, their third jersey. Um, Gordon Fisher. You know, has, was that? The no, Gordon, not the Fisherman. This is the, that's their retro reverse. Um, the, the third alternate jersey is the, the N. And then the, the Y is a hockey stick. You know, it goes into yes, So they yes. kind of... They tried to steal our little yes. play with the letters there, except ours is so much cooler. We definitely have the best logo in the NHL, yeah. Uh, I think. I think, and I think you know, maybe in all of sports, I'm trying to think. I mean, football is so huge. You could think of some of those logos off the top of your head, but you know, just put them up against each other, like design wise. I, I'll take the Devils logo all yeah. the time. There's some really classically cool ones, especially if you go back to like baseball that starts long ago, like. The simplicity of like the Cardinals on the bat. There's something really beautiful about that. But overall, I, I always thought we just had the best logo in sports. And it's so fitting that we're the devil. So you can throw those little horns up there. So, yeah. But it also annoys me, though, about the. Um, and Dan, you you had said this during the one show about the, the black jersey that we have. Like, the, you I like know. it. But <laughs> why does best... it not have our logo on it? Yeah, like... you know, it, like you could have, like, if you want to do a blackout thing, you could have blacked out the logo. People have done that. You see that on the hats and shit. Yeah, Maple oh, Leafs have a blacked out yeah. logo. And, you know, you want to spice it up. You want to do something fresh. You still don't ditch that logo. That logo is the best thing. You do something different to keep that logo, and and you make that part of the jersey. I think that that jersey has some nice ideas, principally being black, Uh and then right. beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I think they could redesign it. And it, would, it it would be better. We've always wanted a black jersey. I'm just not a huge fan. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't really decide. And I ask. I ask my son every time we put it on. I'm like, how do we feel about this jersey? Because I don't hate it. I don't love it. I felt for a while there they couldn't win in it, so I didn't want them wearing it. <laughs> um, yeah. I do have some problems with it. I love that they rolled with it though. That the fact that you know the jersey is called jersey, and then they came out with hat, like to kind of like laugh at everybody. I thought that was great. I actually like the marketing behind that. But I'm just not sure I love the jersey. And I know Brodeur had a big hand designing it, right? So they wanted yeah. to pay homage to the team and all this stuff. But, like, the 13 stripes for Heischer, he's not really legacy yet. I thought that was kind of weird. I'd rather – Is that – There's 13 stripes. I thought and it was 21. And I thought it was 21 for the counties. No, there's 21-something else. There's 13-something for Heischer. I forget how it goes. Okay. And, uh, Why the fuck would he have something on the the, the jersey? You want to give me a legacy captain? Give me something that's four. You know, put a four, right. four of something. Right. But um, yeah, I just don't know. I think it's a little the overkill when I look at it. Um, it just kind of bugs me a little bit, but I don't hate it. And uh, Dan, you like it, right? I mean, look, I'm trying to let it grow on me some more. I, I don't like herpes? hate it. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to let it more herpes grow on me. That I already have, but you know, like I don't hate it. On the other hand, um, I think it could have been so much better. I mean, you got you got the best colors in sports. Teams who have no business using these colors have gone to them. Like, what the hell was Buffalo doing? They're like, they went away from their traditional colors and they're like, we want to be red and white and black, right? You know? And and like uh, so many other teams have have chosen that. Carolina comes in a league. We got the Devils colors. Like, uh, so everybody wants these colors. And then here you are. We want the black jersey. We never had the black jersey. And you have almost no red on it at all. It looks just black and white. It's reminiscent of a, you know, a prison suit or something like a reverse prison suit uh, from ye old prison times when you had a ball and chain on you. But like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how you leave out the logo. Uh, I was not a big fan of just using the word Jersey. Uh, I feel like, you know, it says Jersey a lot. People who don't live in New Jersey. They're the ones who say, oh, I'm going to Jersey, you know, like, Right. To me, it's like somebody who is from New York would call it Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) How come we don't call it York? Yeah, I don't know. I guess because I don't know. I have no idea. 
Now, you're right about, Dan, about the 21 stripes representing New Jersey's 21 counties. Which, by the, the way, who gives a fuck? Is that a the, great thing? Like, we're trying yeah, to I know. Now, the the black third jerseys, this is written the first year that they came out. And so what was that, two years ago? Yeah. Is it, right? oh, it wasn't just last so year, year before. I they guess. wore it 13 times that season as a nod to Nico. Oh, Heischer. that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he has nothing... Better. I guess. Yeah. And, you know, this goes on about it. This is so pretty, uh, <laughs> and it's the, uh, it'll wear the third once on the road in Detroit, which on December 18th, which is the anniversary of the state of New Jersey joining the union while the Red Wings were of course the opponent of the first Stanley cup. Well, they did a lot of thinking, like a, a lot yeah. of thought behind this. Did um, they or somebody come up with that shit after the fact? Like, you know, well, <laughs> it says here that the patterning of the lacing around the neck is also supposed to represent a goalie net, an obvious nod to Brodeur. Okay. I got to look at that uh, closely again. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I, what was it? 21 stripes for 21 counties. Yeah. All I yeah. needed was two. Mammoth and Ocean. <laughs> and the rest of Flyers and Ranger fans. So I don't know. I, I, I think the northern counties are have a little something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, they got their fans there in Bergen. No, I know. You know. I know. It's great. But no, down, um, you know, I used to talk to a lot of people that live in Cherry Hill area, that kind of thing. They're, you know, of course, they're. Flyers fans. Flyers I would fans, ask yeah. questions. Why aren't you a Devils fan? You live in New Jersey. And they said, look at the yeah. proximity. Are you kidding me? Like, it, it's five minutes away. This is what's local to us. And, you know, I get it. So the Devils could do whatever they want with the 21 states. You're going to pick up a couple people here and there. You're just not going to get South Jersey. Right. You can no. go down to Avalon or any of those beaches. There's not a single New York, New Jersey team in any of those. Well, yeah, sure. But, I mean, if you want to, you're going to drive three hours to go see the Devils? Right, you know, no, you're gonna like you said, you're gonna drive an hour and go see the Flyers. I get it. You know, I mean, uh, where where we live, you know, we're right in the middle, um, and you know, we hate all things Philly all the time. So there's no chance of us, you know, ever go, becoming Flyer fans. Never. But you know, it, the kind of the weird thing about like our group, especially like when we were, you know, you go back 20 years, or you know, when we were all going to games, you know, 20, 25 games a year, going to yeah. all the playoffs games and all that stuff. You know. I'm a Viking fan. You're Bobby. You're a, a pseudo Niner fan. Um, I I hope you're not an Eagle fan now. I hope I it's locally just, follow the Eagles. Uh, need something to hang off. out with the people around here. No, you don't. Dan has no interest <laughs> in hockey. You know, uh, only or, hockey. Or, you know yeah. or, uh, I mean, no interest in football. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Met fan. Like, <laughs> Bean was, you know, a Browns fan. And you know, all of us had all these. We all like different teams, but. We were all devil fans. There wasn't even a question about it. Right. You know, it's like every one of us were devil fans. That was like the one thing that we all had in common through everything was this team. Um, you know, so now it is going on to 7 p.m. Devils mm-hmm. are about to drop the puck against Los Angeles Kings. We know that Vitek Vanacek will be in goal tonight. Unless, of course, they throw Akira Smeaton, which I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm um, not expecting that at all. And VTech had a rough night, all right? So, uh, I mean, yeah, we didn't really get into that, but I was actually kind of surprised at his performance. It was not the typical Vanacek performance. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it was all only the defense. i seen him no. play better than that, and this is the first time I can really say this. You know, Other than game two of the regular season against Detroit, this was definitely his worst game. Yeah. And, you know, if you can just pluck one. Yeah, was, you know, if you can pluck two games out of, you know, with 25 games left in the season and you can pluck two out and saying those are real stinkers, then he's doing pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a rough go. Hopefully he's kind of, you know, bad. And, and, you know, what happens with that? Like, you play goal, Dan. Like, I'm curious. Like, what happens on just an off night? Like, is it just a mental thing? Is it just you're not feeling it? You know, is it explosive diarrhea? You know, in my case, it's oh, always yeah. explosive diarrhea. I will tell you yeah. that right now. Uh, yeah. That is my, my standard excuse for any bad performance. Well, no. That's why they call you Danny Shitpants. That's right. And it's one way to keep, you know, people from getting close and screening me. That's right. Why, that's the plus side of it. But, you know, sometimes it, it, it works against you. No, I would say that, like, um, sometimes things just don't go your way. This is true of anything in life. You ever get up? And just from the get go, everything's going wrong with your day no. before you. Oh, My fucking life oh, is good. perfect. I was forgot I was talking to, but for most of us humans, sometimes things just don't go your way. Here's That's the difference, though. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's something us mortals have to deal with. But here's the difference between, like, say, me and the average person, um, you know, versus, uh, you know, somebody like hopefully Vanacek is. They Those are so far between. They get rid of them right away, and they just find a way to avoid that happening again. It's, like, so obvious and plain. But for a lot of people – and. You don't know this, Chris, because you never had a bad day in your life. But sometimes we can nope. string two bad things together because you're worried about the last thing. Yeah, it's bad. I know. Dude, how do you? Yeah. And, I mean, how do you just not off right. yourself at that so, point? <laughs> those guys, man, I give them a lot of credit to, to be able to you know, put something behind you and move on. Uh, and I, I expect him to do that. High level uh, athletes can do that, especially goaltenders where they have a good way of dissociating uh, the results of one game from the process. The process is I have my game. I play my game. I trust my game. You know, when I'm practicing, I refine my game, but I don't change my game because of one outcome. Right. And I think that's the key for, you know, any elite athlete is they believe so much in their pra- their process of how they play. They just go to that. That's the book. And they just do that. And if it needs tweaking along the way, that's a correction. That's not going to be made in reaction to any one game. You know? Right. So that's you know, it, it's kind of funny, and uh, I know we're wrapping it up, so I'll make this quick. But like we were talking on the last show, and we were talking about Bill Spalding, and Daniel had said, like, I don't think he gets it, like the superstitious shit. Like he'll just yes. blurt things out. So it was like the somewhere in the first period, 13, and he goes, 13. you know, he compares him to Bro Door, <laughs> yeah. right. compares Vanacek to Bro Door because even if he just lets a bad goal in, you know, he's right back there, and next thing he lets fucking five by, uh-huh. you know. But like, oh, I was thinking about you. I was like, man, he really yep. has. Yeah, you know, he cannot read a room, man. Somebody <laughs> needs to talk to him. I mean, Danico knows what it's like. He should tell him, look, you got to stop saying shit like this. Yeah, and exactly. It might not make sense to you. It's not a science based thing, but we just don't like it. And, and, and it just looks bad. So don't do it. So what are you guys thinking tonight? It's a good King team, um, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, I'm a little bit curious to go out and put the, the game on and see if there's anybody sitting, anybody on the bench that maybe, you know, a trade might be in the works. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we get on and Mercer's scratched tonight, then, uh, yeah, I think that we can all expect it. tells you what's going it. on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what do you guys think? Give me a quick rundown and, uh, and we'll – I tend to have more confidence when they're playing hard, heavy teams that maybe there's a little bit extra fear in their mind. They tend to play better. I don't think they necessarily play down to like Montreal like they used to, but they certainly do have a good way of losing to the lesser teams. For some reason, I'm just more confident when they're playing heavy competition. So I, I think they're going to come away with this, like I said, or at the very least the point. I still think that they should have got you know five out of these five points out of these three games. Um, that can't happen now, but I expect a bounce back. They've been doing it all year. They've been really okay. good at it. They play a really solid game. So. Give me a score. I see something going, maybe like a 4-2. to two. Okay, yeah. 4-2 yeah, devil win. You know, I'm going 4-1. Like, they're really going to want to make sure they, they put their stamp on this game and Vanacek will stand strong. So I can see it being like a 4-2. to two. Okay. I was, I was thinking something very similar, like a 4-1. I want them to, you know, make a better commitment to defense. I want to see Vanacek come back strong. And, you know, something that sits like a – you know, two zero turn into maybe a three one, and then cap off with a four one win. Seems like the most likely scenario for a good outcome. Definitely don't want to see him string two losses together. This is not time of the year for that shit. No. I agree. I'm gonna take a page out of Dan's playbook. I'm gonna go. I'll keep with you guys with the four goals. Four nothing. Vanacek gets his third shutout of the year. Gets better and better. Beautiful. All right. So, uh, guys, I guess uh, we'll get together over the weekend to do our last show of the week. And uh, then hopefully, unless, of course, like we said, guys, yeah. if anything happens, trade, we'll hop on as soon as we can, go over it and discuss it um, in detail. Uh, anybody wants to listen to us, um, you, know, you can find us on social media. Just check out yeah. Google Uncle Puckers. If like us, you're really upset that you're not one of the top, listening to one of the top five New Jersey podcast <laughs> and then and, and you're shocked yeah go out there and promote the show uh or at least drop us an email and uh you know like uh, us and subscribe and all, all that, that other happy horse yeah. shit guys exactly. and you know we're gonna try and make more of a conscious effort over the next you know well the season's almost over maybe during the playoffs to actually get our name out there a little bit um you know we definitely want to grow this community I'm of thinking about, like-minded I have a plan. devil fans I, I don't know if i What's should your say plan? It? 
graffiti. I was thinking about just tagging <laughs> our name. That's not a over. bad idea. It's good. It's cheap, you know, and we could just go out there. Uncle Puckers on everything. And Uncle Puckers, uh, you know, I don't know. It might be take too long. We might get busted if we have to write down all the URLs of where people have to go to follow us. Little marketing, man. It's the new yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, take guys. Um, if you're out there and you're in the streets, uh, look for our graffiti. Yeah. All right. We're going to tag all over the Start place. Start tagging for us. Do that. Yo, you can Uncle do that. Puckers. You know, Puckers. kids just don't misspell it. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you can do. A P looks a lot like an F, but try to make it a P. We're looking for promotion right now. That's right. All right. And uh, I guess that's it. So uh, we will see you when we see you. All right. Puckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over.